Hey everybody, welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. I'm excited to have you here. Today we're recording from the Health 2023 show floor and I have the privilege of having Andy Davis back on the podcast. For those of you that haven't had a chance to meet Andy Davis, you should go back to the episode number two on the future of health, Breaking the Cost Curve, a path to four trillion in savings. We'll link up that episode in the show notes. But just a little context, Andy is principal and national practice lead for health actuaries at Deloitte and one of the leaders of the future of health and health equity just thought series over there at the practice. So Andy, I'm excited you're back with us. Thanks for joining. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You're always working on something new. (laughs) And so today I really wanted to just invite you to the podcast because of a recent paper that you guys put out, Hiding in Plain Sight, the Healthcare Gender Toll. Tell us about that paper and its importance. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It started when we were, I was reading some publications around the expectations for women and maternity care and how for women, out-of-pocket costs for a delivery is in the thousands of dollars. That's not what they pay a provider. That's what they pay out of their pocket. And then the question got raised, and you saw probably in the article, uh, Dr. Kalani Gabreas, our practice leader, was on it, and we were having the discussion, boy, there has to be a discrepancy in the spending for women. Primarily, our hypothesis was, boy, this is their, it's probably pregnancy and maternity-related care. So fast forward, what our analysis did, we looked at 16 million employed lives, men and women, applied a benefit design that had a standard average deductible, coinsurance, out-of-pocket max, assuming we would find maternity care at this core. What we found was that maternity wasn't the driver. It contributes, but not the driver. But the driver is everything else around care. And I'll give you a couple of stats that are really important. Women pay $15.4 billion a year out of pocket more than men. That's staggering. That is a staggering number. Now, when you boil it down, that's $266 per woman every year that they're paying more than a man. And what we found is if you're an employer and you have a workforce, and we already know of all the studies done around the wage gap, what you're doing is you're taking more money out of women's pockets. Mm. And so when you ask, what's the influence of this report? It's putting a light on something that honestly has never been studied before that is saying there is a financial burden that we put on women for out-of-pocket expenditures that we don't expect out of men. Well, that's significant. It's a lot of money. It's hiding in plain sight, as the article is titled. So you said it's not just women getting more care. So can you dig into that a little bit more? Yeah, so... I feel like that's an assumption that a lot of people can probably make. It's an assumption a lot of people would make. And I think it's an assumption that as we've dug into the data, we found that that's not a true statement. There's areas where women seek more care. Mental health is a great example per capita. Women seek more mental health services than men. And when both a man and a woman go in, women will seek a mental health professional more often throughout the year. But there's a whole bunch of other services that women have that men are never subject to. A good example might be mammograms. Mm -hmm. Now, you could look at the Affordable Care Act and realize that, oh, we cover mammogram screenings for free. Mm -hmm. But it's not the screening cost. It's the imaging costs and the diagnostic costs that comes with it that are subject to deductibles, subject to cost sharing. And so when women have an abnormal finding on their screening, at the age of 40, annually, a lot of women are going in they're subject to these high cost imaging, right? You could back up and look at younger individuals and it's the required care as they think about the gynecological care that they would have. The other example is an emergency room. And so, Saul, when you go into the emergency room and you have abdominal pain, they test you for appendicitis and you move on, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not as simple for a woman when you go into the ER for abdominal pain. 
you have obviously appendicitis, you can have endometriosis, you can have an ectopic pregnancy. All of these things, by the way, there's so many others when you have abdominal pain for a woman that have to get looked at, cared for, diagnosed, sometimes often misdiagnosed because you're having pain in your abdomen and requires multiple visits. So Saul, back to your question, is it women seeking more care? Sometimes. Most of the time, it's the care, the recommendations, almost the requirements that we have to get diagnosing and caring for women appropriately right. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for pointing that out. And it's certainly something that's critical today. What can we do about it? Yeah, so we did the study specifically on a commercial group population for a reason. It's not the exchange business, it's not Medicare. What is interesting about the commercial group business is these are benefit designs that if you're an employer, you have the ability to influence what benefits are offered and how you cover things for your workforce. So if you're an employer that's 51 employees or greater, you can look at mental health coverage. You can look at coverage for services in menopause. You can look at coverage for how you might do mammogram imaging and diagnostics and look at alternative ways to do co-pays, zero co-pays, do things for free that is within the span of your control. It's not how every other insurance is regulated, but in the group space, you can. And so to me, that's the most powerful thing. Health equity has been a really hard thing to solve. People are always like, I don't know what to do. Health equity around benefits for women is something that you have the data on. You can look at your own benefits and then you can make the changes, ask your insurer to make those changes for you next year and administer those benefits. They do that all the time with customized benefits. This is one additional layer that they can make. And like we had pointed out in the report, you can get to an actuarial value that is similar between men and women for less than a dollar per employee per month. We're not asking for big changes. We're asking for really small changes that make your workforce feel like you're investing in them and investing in the women that work for you. That's amazing. Folks, it sounds like it's a easy button and something that we could share with our employees if you're a, an employer. And then also as a recruitment tool, right? And an attraction tool that we take care of you. Yeah, I think we've been talking with different carriers and different employers and the amount of positive activity around being able to say, I'm going to be one of the first that says I'm investing in every single person that works for me to give them an equitable product. So when they pay a premium, they know they're getting the same value out of it. And that's a huge message mm -hmm. that any employer should take home and figure out it's a talent opportunity that sits right here for everybody. Andy, thank you for that. Obviously, some very simple decisions to be made on this topic from my perspective. Why is this so important to you? Yeah, so we've talked about this, I think, before, but I, I live in a household of women. So I have a wife, but I also have two young daughters. They're 12 and nine. I will tell you in doing this analysis and what is important to me, I, I went to my nine-year-old the other day and I said, I think the study that we're doing is going to make healthcare better for you. She doesn't know what that means right now. She's nine. She doesn't even really understand what healthcare is. But to me, that matters. This isn't about what we offer or how Deloitte might change products or work with you. This is a call to action for every employer. So by the time my daughters make it into the workforce, they get the coverage they deserve. That's awesome. I love that, Andy. And when something is personal, because the truth is healthcare is personal and mission-driven like it is for you, the results happen. So I want to thank you for the work that you've done to make healthcare more equitable for women, for your daughters, for your wife, and for all of the women in our lives. So Andy, thanks for spending time with us today. 
I think you made the call to action very clear, but if people want access to the paper and to learn more about the work that you and the Deloitte team do, where can they find out? Yeah, so they can go out and look for the, it's the hidden in plain sight, the gender benefit toll, and you can hopefully link that in on the, the site will. here. Yep, and yep. there's a PDF and it, it talks about methodology, but all the numbers we hit on here. That's amazing. Folks, there you have it. To dive deep into the report, check out the show notes. It'll be right there for you to review. And if you have questions, obviously the team at Deloitte's always happy to chat with you about ways to implement these types of things and to engage with them. So Andy, thanks for the work you do and appreciate you jumping on again. Thank you. Awesome time. <laughs>